Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. IMSA Radio around the track and around the world. And it's John Hindorf in the uh, new for 2023 Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Tim Gray up in London. And the first, I suppose the first competitive running, you might say, of a new era of IMSA racing is about to get underway. Shay Adam will be down in the pit lane in a little while. And we have extensive coverage of this weekend's action. 61 cars will be taking to the track next weekend. Well, at least we hope they will, uh, if there are uh, no accidents or incidents in the next few days. Uh, This weekend, an opportunity for not just the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, but also the Michelin Pilot Challenge, the brand new VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge, And the Mazda MX-5s, of course, uh, will be here next weekend as well. Uh, That all, all of us as uh, cars will be on track at some stage in the next couple of weeks. We had a little incident in the previous session and our hard-working track services staff are out there clearing some nastiness from the track. Stuff that shouldn't be there. Fluids are for inside engines, gearboxes, diffs, etc., not to be on the track. And unfortunately, in that last session, some made their bid for freedom rather effectively. And uh, therefore, that is being looked at at the moment. Gives us a great opportunity, though, before we start this 90-minute session, to say thank you very much indeed in advance for the season to our hard-working marshals as well. Whether you wear white or orange, whether you're waving a flag or doing some other essential work in the pit lane round the circuit and we include our medical staff of course our recovery and track services staff and indeed all the volunteers here at Daytona and at racetracks around the US and around the world without whom we simply can't indulge our favourite pastime and come and do our favourite sport That includes you if you're parking cars today, and that's been a bit of a challenge, hasn't it, already? Uh, With uh, so many people here this weekend, well done for smiling, well done for keeping you cool, and thank you very much for helping us. I think it's fair to say we have a star-studded field for 2023, with new cars, of course, at the sharp end of the field, some new teams and some new liveries all the way through the field, the... GTP cars, as we're now calling them at the front of the field, reviving a great historic IMSA piece of nomenclature from days gone by. LMDH specification, they'll be called in the WEC, which starts at Super Sebring next month. And these are the cars that will be, hopefully at least, battling for the overall victory at the Rolex 24 here at Daytona. Porsche are back in the top class. And they're joined there by returnees. Acura, Cadillac and B... Oh, so Acura, BMW and Cadillac, if I do them in alphabetical order. Prove no 
bias there. There's no doubt that there are question marks over the reliability of these GTP cars. They are exceptionally complicated cars. Watching the, uh, looking at some of the social media from the testing down at Sebring recently, the two Cadillacs, over 100 people to run those cars. And I think it's fair to say that they are still exploring all of the four manufacturers in GTP all exploring the performance possibilities. We're not any in any way, shape or form as quick as these cars are going to be, which is impressive because they are quite a bit heavier than the cars they replace. Some of that due to the hybrid and battery technology within those cars, which give them a power boost and make them a little more economical as well. But also because most of the work that's been done in Many tens of thousands of miles of many tens of thousands of miles of testing so far. Uh, that is all down to the, I suppose, systems checking, uh, you would call that. So there's still plenty of work to be done in terms of tuning the cars. And I'm talking about fairly fundamental things like ride height and such like. We're on a slight hold at the moment. Should have been underway a couple of moments ago. Let me remind you how you get in touch with us. If you have forgotten since we've been away from IMSA. But of course we've already done our first 24 hour race of the year. It's at IMSA Radio for this uh, first GTP session of the new era. Hello to Josh Barrett, who's listening in, to Kevin Poole, and to all of you who are tuning in from around the world. At IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us, and I'll keep an eye on that screen to my left. So, a slight delay then on the start of this session. Teams have not been asked to start the engines of the cars yet. And one or two down in the pit lane are still on their internal air jacks. I noticed one or two have been quite sneaky and are pointing out towards the pit lane. They want to get out there. The, the sense of excitement and anticipation all the way around the track is palpable here. It is absolutely phenomenal. Every driver, and particularly the GTP drivers, very, very excited. Cher did Yeoman's work yesterday at Media Day and spoke to a huge amount of drivers. I weighed in with uh, a few bits and pieces as well after setting up the booth here for 2023. And even talking to such experienced drivers uh, like Michael Christensen, uh, they were very, very excited indeed. Um, and it just tells me that the this new era is being as hotly anticipated from the teams and drivers as it is by us fans and I think rightly so not 
to show how far away we are at the moment. Looking to my left in race control, and I think we're not too far away actually from getting underway. So that's good news. Be good just to hear the cars go out of the pit lane for the first time. IMSA Radio coming to you live, uninterrupted and unblocked, as always, for all the changes in 2023. It will be exactly as you have seen it in the past. And heard it in the past. And, of course, the international feed coming to you as well. And the green flag is out. Now, no reaction from the pit lane for the moment. There we are. That's what we wanted to hear. The cars going out of the pit lane for the first time. And the whole field pretty much heading out. Let's uh, see everybody out of the pit lane. What a sight. What a brilliant sight to be up above the start-finish line in our Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre to be able to see these cars in sunshine as well. It's been beautiful weather. Uh, at the moment, air temperature is uh, 72 Fahrenheit. That's 22 Celsius. 37 Celsius on the track is a toasty 99 Fahrenheit. So, before we start getting some times coming in, I mentioned Michael Christensen. Uh, we will... Oh, yeah. Well, might have a listen to that later on uh, in the session. So let's just wait for some times to come through. And this is my first opportunity to see the new Porsches. I've seen the GTP cars from the other manufacturers because I stayed on after Petty Le Mans. And that was very instructive, even in that early stage. All the drivers telling me that the first few laps are going to be very tricky. No tyre warmers allowed. And that will be the same, of course, in the WEC and at Le Mans this year as well. So that is something that the IMSA drivers have been used to for quite some time. LMP2s on track. Now we have had a couple of LMP2s with the testing of the GP, GTP cars just to give some comparative times. And in fact, IMSA have slowed the, G, the LMP2s down just a wee bit just to give what's called uh, stratification between the classes. And... But this is certainly the first time that we have had all of the categories on track together. 
early times will be, I think, just people warming up. And the GT cars likely to be getting up to something like representative speeds rather quicker than the GTPs. My goodness, squint. And that Porsche, you can see, certainly see it's a Porsche. Little bit of oscillation coming off the banking of NASCAR turn two down towards the bus stop. And huge amount of sparks coming from the, the back of the number six Porsche. That is the 963, 963 that's in the hands of uh, Mathieu Jaminet. His partner in crime from last year, Matt Campbell, is out in the number seven at the moment. Let me give you some uh, drivers. Oh, and already a problem out on the circuit. Uh, stopped car that has pulled out of the way on the Western Horseshoe on one of the cut-throughs. Oh, and that's overheating very, very badly indeed. It's a prototype. I've got the back. I've got the back. Thank you. And let me just identify that car. That is second in class. And I think that's the Duquesne DO8 in the LMP3 category of Nico Veron, I believe that is the 17 car. I'm looking directly into the sun. Great uh, view that we have from here. But at this time of day, it's like commentating to the... Uh, commentating in a greenhouse. So, red flag is out uh, for, it was the 17, my elderly eyes not deceiving me. Uh, so that is Nico Varon, as we said. And uh, that is a bit of a worry, isn't it? That you've just pulled out of the pits. And uh, it's warm, but it isn't that warm. And there was definitely overflow coming out of the back of the left-hand side of that Duquesne. This is the number 17 car we're talking about, the AWA machine. And with a bit of luck and a fair wind, we should be able to say good morning to Shea Adam, uh, who is joining us. I'm just making our way down to the pit lane now. Good morning, Shane. Welcome to 2023, IMSA. Good morning. Hello. And I'm so happy to be here. Uh, yeah, just coming out underneath the Rolex chute now, getting ready to walk out onto what is the most congested pit lane. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say we've ever had 20 foot boxes, which means that we can fit all 61 of these cars onto the pit lane. But yes, it is very busy out here. And uh, most of the P3 cars are toward the pit out area. So I'll head on down to AWA as cars are still making their way back in as the red flag came out. I see the AWA sister car, so at least the 13 is okay. Uh, but yeah, I'll give you an update here in a moment. You sure? uh, and Shea is absolutely correct, by the way. It is uh, very, very congested. 
down on pit lane. Uh, I think we worked out it was only 20 feet between each of the cars. Uh, uh, there was a 61st car added to the entry list. That was the Sun Energy one, the uh, Kenny Abul AMG. I have to say I thought it was going to be the Garage 56 uh, Hendrick Motorsport Camaro. Uh, but we will see that car this weekend. We're also going to see the brand new GT3 Corvette. Although that car isn't competing until next year. But uh, that's Friday for that. And it, it will describe it for you on radio. <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be plenty of pictures of... Uh, of the new GM GT Challenger. Pretty busy time for General Motors at the moment. New Cadillac here. A burgeoning partnership for potentially Formula One with Michael Andretti. And the new Corvette as well. The final season for the fire-breathing Corvette GT Le Mans car, the GTE car. I talked to Ben Keating yesterday about him giving that machine the send-off in the AM category at Le Mans this year. He's very happy. He had a big smile on his face. I admit it had taken him uh, a little time to convert over from the front-engined Aston that he drove last year, and he drove them pretty much back-to-back, actually, at Bahrain on the Sunday after the final race of WEC last year. Very different driving techniques required. And Ben Getting used to that pretty quickly once he looked at the data. We wish him well for that. It'll look great in the wind's colours. Now, let's get the binos out and see where Shea is. I don't actually know what Shea, how much clothing Shea's got on at the moment in terms of whether she's got her bright red IMSA top on or whether she's just in a grey suit. So I haven't seen her since breakfast. Um, the... AWA Duquesne on its way back into the infield. So we're only about a minute or so away. Very pleasant here, as I said, with 73 in the air Fahrenheit. That's 23 Celsius. And spot on 100 Fahrenheit on the track. That's 38 Celsius. 52% humidity. No real wind to speak of. All the flags aren't quite up at the International Horseshoe yet. But those that are out up and down the pit lane are... Uh, hanging fairly limply from the flag sta- uh, flag poles, flagstaffs. We've got a variety of gulls on Lake Lloyd out in the middle, enjoying uh, fairly smooth water there and a nice afternoon. The clock st- has stayed running, by the way, so we're just under an hour and 20 to go. Good morning to you if you have just joined us here at the circuit. For this weekend, I know the Boy and Girl Scouts will be uh, joining us later on today for their traditional get-together over the Raw before the Rolex 24. And you're listening to IMSA Radio. Live from Trackside and the beautiful... It's sort of a, a motorsport stadium, isn't it? Let's be honest. Since Daytona Rising was completed and the Hagany Global Broadcast Centre is just over the stripe, the start-finish line. I'm looking down to see a green flag in hand. That's Tony down there. Good morning, Tony. And the rest of the 
start line team. They're just waiting for the word from race control. Hello to uh, Max UK. He says, can you turn up the car sounds? Well, I can't at the moment, Max, because there aren't any. They're all sitting on the pit lane. So that's why you can't hear anything. You'll hear them when they come past us. There's no doubt about that. So just waiting for this green flag. And we'll hear the cars get away again. We'll go through some more of the drivers for you. Let's go down to Shay in the pit lane, who has made her way down to AWA. And she is uh, able to give us a little bit of, uh, of news. Shay? It's going to be a little while, John. There was uh, fluid leaking out of the car as they were towing it off the track. The team's still unsure quite what happened, but I did manage to find one of the drivers who I haven't yet interviewed on IMSA Radio, Thomas Merrill. Hey, welcome to IMSA. We haven't seen you here for a couple of years. It was a P2 car. Now you're in P3 with AWA. This is a totally different challenge, even though the cars are only well, one number apart on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm super happy to be back. I really miss this paddock and this race in particular. This, this year, especially with uh, the new cars coming out, it's going to be really special, but Super happy to be with AWA. I, I really enjoy the P3 car. The P3 car is super fun to drive, and we got a good driver lineup, so I'm really looking forward to it. You've got the entire spectrum of racing experience, as far as we're concerned. A Trans Am champion in TA2 last year. You ran a Porsche at Le Mans last year, again, for your second. You've won an LMP2 in IMSA at Watkins Glen, and now to P3. Is this car different driving style? Is, is it more enjoyable for you, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. You know, I, people ask me all the time what my favorite car to race is, and I always just tell them the next one because <laughs> I'm pretty fortunate to drive all kinds of really cool stuff. The P3 car is somewhere in between a GT car and, and, a, and a, like an LMP2 or a GTP car. Um, there's a lot of more similarities pace-wise to a GT car, but obviously it's lighter, makes the downforce, so it's fun to throw around a little bit as well. But they race really well as well, and that's one of my favorite parts about it. They're less aero-dependent, so you can run in closer proximity, and um, you can really get the elbows out. When you ran with Wynn Autosport, that was a one-car organization, obviously AWA with the two cars this year. Is that going to be a lot different for you, having all the data to play off of from another car? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're big on sharing data here, too, so it's really going to sharpen our learning curve for getting up to speed and dialing the cars in. So, yeah, looking forward to getting started. You've got a really good lineup with you as well. Uh, Nika Veroni, who's out in the car now. You've got Anthony Mantella, a guy who doesn't necessarily have as much prototype racing experience, but he's got a lot of experience here in the States. What's it been like for all four of you drivers to kind of gel together? Oh, it's been fun. I, I didn't actually know anyone until yesterday. So we, we had a, a nice day yesterday getting to know each other and making seats for the car and just kind of getting acquainted. Uh, but it's a great group. We're having fun. What part of this week do you think is going to help you guys the most going into the Rolex week? It's just the track time. You know, I'm, I'm excited to have a lot more time to work on the car, develop it, and really focus on, on next week. It was fun to have the qualifying race, but it's, it's also valuable for us to have track time that we can use for developing the car and making things better. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Well, welcome back, Tim. So we missed you. Glad you're back. Thank you very much. Shea Adam down in the pit lane with AWA. Not a great start to their raw weekend. We're still on hold here. And we've burned about 10 minutes of the one hour and 30 minutes that we had. I was going to say I'll give you some times, but I don't think really it's worth it. Uh, top 13. 
Uh, and oh, hang on a second. Uh, Shea Adam down in the pit lane has some exciting news. Who was it who wanted car noise? Yeah, that was uh, that was Max. All right, all right. Let me go closer to one of the ones that's rumbling, and Max will give you some car noise. Oh, that's got to be a V8. That would be the Andretti LMP3 car. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, big V8. And here, oh, we have another option. Right. Cadillac? Ah, Lamborghini. Lamborghini? That was the VT. Yep. Wow. The Evo 2, which actually is a really nice fin on the back of it when you get to see it up close. And the rear wing struts, they look pretty cool. They go over the top of the rear wing now, but they're at probably a 45-degree angle coming up toward the front of the car. It's really neat. Uh, That's the... So that we can still hear that burbling away in the background. Always. We want. We, I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to ask this question, and I don't really know what the answer is. Green flag is out, by the way, John. Right. If you stood next to a GTP car, one of the Porsches, the number seven cars, just moved away. Are they all going out on electric power? Because there was some talk about that being mandated, and then it maybe wouldn't, because not all of the manufacturers can make that happen. What's been your experience in the, the last moment or two? I have not been down to that end of pit lane, but I can start a walking now. Alrighty. Green All right. flag. Uh, and we are back underway after losing uh, around about uh, 10, 15 minutes. So uh, let the cars get back out again and start putting in some times. Strictly speaking, I think if that was a qualifying session, we would have been uh, would have been interesting because we've got an Orica LMP2, the Dennis Anderson number 20. Uh, now, uh, on the top of the timings. Oh, actually, that's interesting. Okay. With uh, one hour and 12 minutes uh, remaining. Welcome along. If you are just joining us on IMSA Radio, good to have your company. The absolute joy of being in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre here. And actually, in, in fairness, the last two race weekends that we've covered on the Radio Show Limited network of, of channels, and we've got four consecutive weekends for you, of course. Last weekend at Dubai, we can pretty much see the whole cl- track. This weekend, Daytona, we can pretty much see the whole track. Obviously the same because we're in Daytona again next weekend. A raft of special programmes and extended coverage starting on Wednesday with a live midweek motorsport from exactly where I'm standing now. We'll have some great guests for that as well. Then the race at the weekend. And then, of course, the weekend after the Rolex 24, we'll be off to the mountain, Bathurst. And the Bathurst 12 hours. Great-looking entry list for that. And there is at least one driver who is doing all three of those races. Now... See Martin. It's uh, Maxime Martin who is doing that. Shea, down in the pit lane. Yep, I was just going to add for that, John. We've also got a couple of drivers who are doing Daytona and Bathurst. A couple of the Porsche drivers, Dennis Olsen being one of them, Matt Campbell, uh, Matthew Jaminet. They're all coming down with us to Australia. Now, after this session, if you're listening on the radio on RS2 around the world, then it is Shea's 2023 season preview. So we'll leave you with some. Uh, we'll leave you with some uh, times, and then she giving you her thoughts on the season. 
Two penalties for leaving the pit box early. Both of the Porsches. Porsche Team Penske. Uh, machines going around. And a spin at the... Put my binoculars down and couldn't uh, find what I'd done with them. A spin at the International Horseshoe exit for the number 87... And uh, that is no harm, no foul. Ninth in class for that machine. And obviously that was an outlap. Lap, so again, called tyres for that uh, James Vance LMP3. Another one of Decane 08. That AWA Duquesne, by the way, being recovered to the pit lane no need for that for the 87 fast MD racing car James Vance already on his way back so Shears preview just over an hour away as we've now Shea Adam is down at the Cadillac ranch three Cadillacs in the pit lane at the moment Blue, yellow and red absolutely look fantastic. And I should have said red, blue and yellow in fairness. <laughs> now, where are you, Shea? I am one, two pit boxes in front of the red one for, so that if it does launch a okay, power, you. it'll blast away by me by turning the engine on. But i am still got the 23 Heart of Racing so you're in the big Pro car. You're in the BMW M Motorsport pit. I can see you waving. You're yes, right in yes. front of the Heart of Racing Aston. Yep. And it is an Aston this weekend. They were racing a Mercedes just to confuse me yes. last week. And I think I only said it twice. And one of those was as I was finishing a 14-hour straight through shift. That's not bad. That is not bad at all. Um, I currently see Ross Gunn behind the wheel of the 23 Aston. Um, and I just happen to be standing, as you said, in the BMW box in case they come in. So covering all the bases to try and get one of these electrified launches. Uh, maybe not on audio because you wouldn't be able to hear it until it just goes bang all of a sudden 20 feet further down from the box. But that's what we're used to because that's what they've been doing at Le Mans for yeah. how long now? So... Uh, it's still something for the American audience to get used to, but it's definitely something that the international people on the pit lane are accustomed to. I'm curious, though, because it looks like there is a white dry erase board in the hand of a mechanic who is pressed up against the number 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac and has been so for a few seconds. Sure. It's interesting because we haven't seen it here before, other than when the WEC have been at Sebring. Yeah. But there's a real um, point of of order here in some respect and a point of safety oh, yeah. because the IMSA officials haven't had to deal with cars with no engine noises firing up and coming out of the pit box. Correct and it's something that I've tried to give a lot of them advice on because it's something that they want to be well aware of and the other thing too is when the WEC runs at Sebring everyone is behind the wall by the time the car leaves at Le Mans. You have to be behind the red line. In IMSA, there's no mandate about where you are standing within a pit box when the car does leave, as there goes the Aston Martin. In comes the number six Porsche. That is possibly Nick Tandy behind the wheel. It's a white helmet. Oh, no, I think that was Jam Jam's helmet design for this here. All right, so the Porsche might be the first of our cars to leave. I'm going to cheat up towards it a little bit to Which see Porsche if it does leave on the electric. Which Porsche that come in? The, uh, the 963, the number six car. Oh, we've got a spin out on the circuit up by the 
uh, bus stop and a penalty by the way for someone else for leaving the pit stop early this time it's the number four car uh, the number zero four uh, just four it says on my timing screen just four because four is traditionally a corvette number um, oh yeah good point i don't think of the four i know zero four is the crowd strike uh by apr okay. entry that's all well, let's see for george kurtz let's see who comes in uh, yeah. it, it is the uh, the riley 74 prototype 74 no 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 that, oh. that's the one that stopped oh it's still saying number four uh the for the zero four is the crowd strike racing car maybe the uh system's just not picking up the first zero and we have uh. another red flag so the wait continues for a gtp launch and share that number six nine sixty three um is already getting some work and interesting that porsche were one of the manufacturers who were expecting to launch on electric power um i'm, I'm not even sure that that car was designed with a starter motor to begin with <laughs> um although that uh, may have had to have been retro fitted to oh, wow. the tag heuer red white stripe machine i mean it's the Salzburg colours for those of you who have long memories like me. Um, Greg Kramer, who's sitting along in the uh, in the PA booth, that's a Salzburg car, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, He's I've, just put the, the thumbs up to me. Share what's going on down there. I've now got the BMWs in, John. This is the first right. time I've seen these cars rolling in person. Uh, they are spectacular to see. Very flat very aerodynamic and purposeful. They've got coolers that go into all four of the vents for the brake ducts. And they're actually uh, like Milwaukee hand blowers, but they are, have specific ends on them designed to fit perfectly within the brake ducts. So they're being completely efficient. We've got the number three Corvette into the box now. And yes, you were correct. They had the back cover off of the uh, engine portion of the Porsche. I think that was probably a suspension adjustment. And that has now been put right. So when we do get back to a green flag condition, we are going to have four prototypes launching on, well, two on either side of me. So we'll be able to get some sound that from the Porsche and the BMWs. And then the uh, Cadillac's still down at the far end. They still have not left. But just a quick note on the number system there, John. We've got the 04 this year for the CrowdStrike entry. We've also got the 023 of Triarci Competizioni. That's one of the Ferraris all the way down towards pit out as opposed to the 23 Aston Martin for Heart of Racing. So we do need to keep up on that because that could get confusing in the wee hours of the morning for penalties. Yeah, good point. Um, is there any rhyme or reason at the moment? Because this is the start of the season, so we can't line up the cars um, with regard to how they are in the championship because the championship everybody is leading the champ everyone is leading the championship uh, at the moment in their respective classes so how have the cars lined up and how have they got their pit boxes and will that change between now and the rolex 24 in a week's time oh and we've lost share for a moment Let's see if we can we'll uh, get back to share at the moment i can see she's in conversation down there in the pit lane and get that question answered at IMSA Radio there's a lot of excitement on Twitter I don't think I've been as excited for a sports car race uh, since Porsche first joined the WEC with Audi and Toyota really looking forward to this session listening in the UK says Tom Davies hello to Adrian Law uh, we mentioned uh, uh, Josh Barrett listening earlier le earlier on as well. Hello, Josh. You need to get out here, mate. You really, really do. Hello to Tom Aitken. Thanks for the kind words. At IMSA Radio, 
if you want to get in touch with us, please. Um, for an idea of how packed the pickpockets are at Daytona, each car has about a metre of space around it. That's three foot three, by the way, says Ewan Wayne. 20 foot long pitch boxes, as Shea mentioned, for cars that are over 16 feet long. My Jaguar XJ6 back in the day, my lovely straight six, uh, straight six cylinder car, the four litre machine, uh, that was just on 17 feet and it just about went in a standard British garage and we're not that far away. These are big cars, there's no doubt about them, and no doubt about that for all of the cars and the the prototypes are not as dwarfed as they used to be by the GTs. And that was what uh, Shea was talking about uh, earlier on. Hello to Kyle Hall, who's listening in. And to those of you in the US as well. So what time is it back in the UK? Just after half past four. It's been very, very chilly uh, in the uh, UK. You can probably hear a little bit of engine noise in the background. That tells you that the AWA car, uh, sorry, the uh, number 74 Riley machine is back, or at least is out of harm's way after spinning. Uh, let's go down to Shea Adam, who can give us a, an update from the pit lane as we have got cars leaving the pits now. Shea, go ahead. And, of course, they're not leaving because I was waiting for them to uh, power back up into life and then kick it out onto the pit lane. The two Porsches still sitting very patiently in their boxes. So I did just hear the sound of something that sounded a little bit different. Now it was just a BMW. It was the turbo spooling up. A BMW GT car. Correct. Yes, that would be uh, Turner launching from their box. Three cars for Turner this year, Cher. Uh, they've got the two cars, the normal in GTD. That one uh, being Robbie Foley, Patrick Gallagher, who you'll be able to hear from on my previous show, uh, joined by Michael Dynan and Jens Klingmann. And then they've got a pro car for the Rolex only. Uh, well, the endurance races only, I should say. John Edwards, Bill Oberlin, Bruno Spengler, and welcome to IMSA Chandler Hall. Spot on an hour to go. It's been a bit of a stop-start session so far. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. John Hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast booth for 2023. Uh, particular thanks to uh, IMSA, to NASCAR Productions, who've put in an exceptional amount of work over the very short close season. They've got a very busy weekend coming up with the Hall of Fame as well over this weekend, Motorsports Hall of Fame. And uh, also, of course, to all of our IMSA radio partners and uh, our omnipotent leader, the ever effervescent, as well as responsible adult, Eve Hewitt, all the hard work that goes on behind the scenes to make it possible for me to stand in front of these shiny screens and... Uh, some very clever new equipment I feel a bit like a GTP driver I've got more buttons to press and more things to do so I apologise if I get it wrong once in a while early on and as you can hear the cars are out on the circuit and sounding absolutely phenomenal and we almost have a clear pit lane there are about half a dozen cars out there on the track. I'm going to go through uh, some times for you because we have got some 
sort of representative times. The BMW M Hybrid V8, that's what we're calling the GTP BMWs. Philip Eng's just gone back out in the car. They put in the fastest lap earlier on. It's the number 24 machine with a 137.4. 136.9 for the Acura, number 60 of Colin Brown. It's a Michael Shack racing car. The Wayne Taylor Andretti Autosport car. Remember, that's a, another part of Andretti that uh, they have been very busy with. Not just the Formula One, but also forming a long-term partnership with Wayne Taylor Racing. Ricky Taylor back out, 138.0. 138.7 for the best of the 963 Porsches. That's uh, Porsche Team Penske and Philippe Nasser. And then it's the P2s. 140s for the number 35 of Guido van der Garde. Let's go back down to Shea in the pit lane for uh, a couple of updates. Uh, I think she's still down near Porsche. And two Porsches still in the pit lane. They are. They're really frustrating me, John. Um, I've actually walked up near the new first form Porsche. That's right, Motorsport. They won this race a year ago. That was with Richie Leitz in the car. Now they've got Dennis Olsen aboard that Porsche. But the new 992 spec of this Porsche, it sounds slightly different when it fires up and drives away as Triarcy spends way too long in the transition lane. They're going to get a a spanking for that. There's a reason for that. Uh, Yes? Uh, The reason for that is they've got nearly 200 cubic centimetres more in ah, the engine. Yes, yes, being a 4.2 litre as opposed to a 4 litre. Good point, John. That it, would make a, it a bit more guttural. It's it's effectively the GTE car engine, the GTE Le Mans car engine. It's just under 4.2 litres. I'll probably get this wrong, but I think it's something like <laughs> 4, 4189 or 4192. And when I asked one of the Porsche engineers a little while ago, why it just wasn't 4.2 not everybody oh you know 4.199 quite often you want to keep it under the 4.2 or whatever um he showed me an engine block and you could not have got a piece of paper between the bores of those that's as that's as far out as that car will go in terms of its cubic capacity without them i mean they could build another engine another flat six engine but they want to keep what they are used to and that is an engine that they are very and still normally aspirators as well, of course, yeah. Yes, and that is a big key for them because we aren't expecting it to get as cold overnight during the Rolex, potentially, which means that the turbos wouldn't have as much of an advantage as it would over the normally aspirated car. Okay, the Cadillac just left. It sounds like it's been rumbling the whole time. That's the 0-2 with Richard Westbrook behind the wheel, but I'm still waiting for the Porsches. It looks like we're getting closer and closer to them potentially leaving. The other big change about the 992, John, that I'm just noticing now, it's a lot wider. It, it has more of a frog stance to the front of the car than it does to the back. And wait, Porsche? That was silent, and it popped into life. So, yes, yeah. that was about 150 feet down from its pit box. The Porsche did do it on electric. I'm going to keep going down to try and get into the Cadillac area to see if I can find when it triggers into life. Also still in the pit lane. Oh, wait, there's Acura. Uh, are they already? They're already rumbling, but they were about 30 feet down from their box when I listened in. Are they coming in or going out, though? Going out. Okay. Yep. Uh, I've got one Porsche and one Cadillac. So we already know that the Porsche left on electric, meaning I will go stock the caddy. Still in the pit lane as well, and uh, not sure 
what uh, the issue is there, but the front and rear bodywork uh, off the number 51 prototype. And not even sure that that car's turned a lap yet. Uh, that is the Rick Ware Racing LMP2. Devon De Francesco. Yeah, that was an out and back, so they haven't done a huge amount of time. Sorry, I'm having to uh, fight the sunshine and the reflections on the screens here. It is that time of day. And because we are so close to race control, we can't put the shades down to take the uh, sunshine out because they've got to be able to see down towards turn one and uh, turn six, seven area. Because they're slightly higher up. Now, Shea Adam has moved down towards Cadillac GTP in this first session of 2023. What's the update? On the exact same train of thought that you were just riding there, John, the same choo-choo, we've got Pippo Durrani utilizing not a dry erase board, but a Bondo tape package that a mechanic is holding up on the side of the car, standing it up on the side pod just behind the left-hand mirror to try and shade Pippo from the incoming sunshine as the car is plugged in and work continues on this Whalen Engineering Cadillac. It's not going to be leaving anytime soon. The mechanics are just leaning against the wall, waiting for the computer download to finish. It's very interesting. So not just us here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre who are fighting the sunshine. And listen, I am not complaining. Before anybody tweets in, I am not complaining about sunshine. Uh, Daytona is one of those places, as anyone knows who's been here down through the years, where when anybody asks... Uh, what uh, what are you uh, what are you bringing in terms of your uh, clothing? The answer is everything. It, it's always everything. It's as simple as that. Uh, and that might sound a little flippant, but you absolutely never know what you're going to get here. Last year we were down under freezing, I think, uh, overnight, certainly towards it. At the moment, and since we arrived here earlier this week, it was a pretty easy transition from Dubai to Miami and then driving up here. Another spin out there, still people getting up to speed. It was the yellow and red number 35 that went around. And he's on the grass in the infield at the moment but gets back up to speed fairly quickly. Must have been an outlap for that car, but seeing it on the timing screen. Yeah, easy uh, transition, as I say, from the, uh, the heat of last weekend, the very dry heat of last weekend. A little bit more humid here, of course, but it's been... Only dropping down to just under 20 Celsius overnight. It's been about 25, 26 during the day in the sunshine. So very pleasant indeed. I know many of you are heading out here next week from the UK and Europe. And smart move. Very smart move indeed if you're doing that. Because you can only have the start of a new era once, can't you? can 
say that you were here to witness it. Uh, just going out in one of the new liveries. The uh, Actually, just coming in one of the new liveries. And I have to get used to this. Gradient finished the season on a high with their Acura NSX winning Petit Le Mans in GTD and, in fact, were the best of the GTD finishes. Now, that was a blue car. Now it's a white and green car for JG Wentworth and Sheena Monk and Cat Leg, the substantive drivers for the season with Mark Miller, Super Mario Farm back in that car at this weekend. And just checking to make sure there's no issues out on the circuit. A lot of cars coming into the pits after a relatively short run. Can't see any yellow flags around the circuit. Let me just have a, a little scan about. No, we're clear at the moment. So, share watching some normal driver changes. Uh, had a quick chat with Kat and Sheena yesterday after their fantastic promotion work over at the LPGA. Uh, you see that on the Golf Channel bit of uh, cross-channel promotion for the weekend's activities and next weekend of course for the big race itself great to have a full season entry for Catherine Legg who is happy to be home with Acura had a great couple of seasons three seasons with uh, Acura with Andy Lally back down through the seasons in the mid-teens of the 20s through goes the McLaren or one of the McLarens right underneath us really nice selection of cars in the GTD category again by the way Sheena Monk was out first and uh, her number 66 Acura good enough for 10th position I think she'll be very very pleased uh, with that still getting used to the car the single Corvette still the uh, GT Le Mans car of course that has been performance balanced to GT Daytona that's just coming into the pit lane for Antonio Garcia let's have a look at some of the times coming in Felipe Nazar having got the Porsche 963 number 7 going is on the top of the timing screen from the Acura of Ricky Taylor that's the Conning of Anolta number 10 car from the BMW M Hybrid V8 number 24 Philippe Eng Philip Eng, sorry, Colin Brown. How great it is to see Colin Brown in a factory supported car. He's with Mayer Shank Racing, the number four Acura ARX06, the 60 car, sorry, in fourth position. Then it's BMW and Nick Yellowly for the 25 car. Hello, Nick. Welcome to Imze. Can't hear me, he's out of the track at the moment. And then the two Cadillacs of Sebastian Bourdais in the 01 and Earl Bamba. And they're separated by just on three seconds. Then the P2s. Ollie Jarvis, welcome back to Ollie. He's in the pit lane in the Era Motorsport, number 18, top of the shop in LMP2. In LMP3, it's Chris Allen for Performance Tech. Shea Adam has a GTP ready to leave. Shea, where are you? I'm right behind Whelan, and that was silent for Pippo Durrani. The blast came about 50 feet out of the box, so Cadillac doing it too. 
I heard a little whine there, and it wasn't from you or from people, so that must have been the electric motor. Correct. And now I'm moving up a couple of boxes because we've got confirmation of the Acura. The next one that we want to make sure is doing it is the last one, and that would be the BMW. But uh, presently, we've got one of them. That would be the 24 sitting stationary in its box. And, John, didn't you say that Nick Yellowly couldn't hear you? Oh, uh, he can't now. Is he out of the car? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just assuming that he's going to be listening to the radio around the track. I, I, I will get the FM frequency. There we go. There you go. Uh, LMP3, uh, as I said, is the number 38 uh, Chris Allen driven machine. And in GTD 44 Magnus, Andy Lally. Top of the shop, top of the shop there. Ahead of the GTD Pro, Aston of... Ross Gunn and Heart of Racing, and it's Aston's 1-2-3, Sarah Rigby in crew in the northwest of England, home of Bentley, will be delighted because Ted Giovannis and the number 64 car is in third position. One off for the TGM guys in the Aston uh, this weekend. So three Astons, one GTD and two GTD Pros first second and third in gt obviously first first and second in gt and gtd pro if you see what i mean still times coming in there people getting up to speed as the early moments we've had 45 minutes we're exactly halfway through but of course we lost we probably lost half of that to be honest in uh, red flags with one or two stutters at IMSA Radio, hello to Brian D in uh, Belton, Kentucky. Enjoying, as he says, hearing the happenings from Daytona. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us. And on uh, imsaradio.com, if you scroll down to the bottom of the front page, you'll see exactly what sessions we are covering live this weekend. And Tim Gray as the information comes through from our broadcast colleagues at uh, NASCAR Productions up in Charlotte. And hello to them, by the way, particularly Alex and Mike, who have been supermen. They were here yesterday, told me they weren't going to work until late in the afternoon because they had to drive back. Um, but they're already at their posts at Charlotte. Thank you to everybody at NASCAR Productions for all their hard work over the winter and in the last couple of days here all new stuff for us to get our heads around as well so as soon as we get all of the details of uh, where we've got some sound and vision for you we'll have that with the little TV symbols at imsaradio.com scroll down the bottom of the page um, don't worry about time changes because if you're in Central Europe and your browser is set to Central Europe, then the times on the page will be Central Europe. If you are on the West Coast and you're on Pacific, then if your browser is set to that time, then so will the times. I, I've no clue. It's a bit of Tim Gray trickery. Wizardry, I call it. And I found one of the source of one of my problems is my lovely and very weighty 2023 a Pass is catching the sunshine and reflecting onto the screens in front of me uh, so that's going to come off and go in my pocket 
I was I was like a dog or a cat following a little shiny light there ooh squirrel so into the into the second half and we have seen I reckon 52 of the 61 cars Sheer Adam uh, it hasn't uh, there's, there's a few teams here I mean it, it's quite clear this is early running nobody's nobody's setting race pace here right now Sheer this is very much almost in in rollout or shakedown territory for some of these teams yeah and for some of them it literally is thinking back to uh, NTU Sport with their Lamborghini I think they finished putting the car together rolling it on the truck about five hours before they had to so uh, it's been a <laughs> bit of a scramble for them but we've also got a couple of cars that have recently come out from behind the wall the Iron Games number 83 Lamborghini that has taken to the racetrack for the first time we've also got the 17 that's the AWA prototype that caused the first red flag five minutes into this session they too are back out from behind the wall and I'm just waiting because as I've been eagerly anticipating a BMW to exit the pit box as far as the GTP class is concerned, the engine cover has gone back on. They've put four wheels back onto the car, just waiting to secure the left rear. That now is accomplished. That car will be dropped off the air Jackson. I believe it is still Philip Ang behind the wheel of that one, so he will be taking it back out for a shakedown. But I do have confirmation the Acura Wayne Taylor Racing number 10, uh, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, as we mm. should call it now, they left their pit box and it fired into life about 50 feet later. So it doesn't seem to be a consistent distance for each of the cars as to when they then decide to come into life. But it has been electric power for all of them so far. Here we go for the BMW. Waiting for the okay to be given to Philip as two Aston Martins come into the pit box right behind him. He should be okay to leave. Crew pushing the car forward just ever so slightly, so it is not in the pit box at the 23. That will be Ross Gunn getting out of that car. David Pittard taking over, so I'll grab Ross for a quick conversation. But still waiting for the BMW to be given the okay to leave. And further proof of the congestion of the pit lane, John. Ross Gunn could not make it into his pit lane, but his pit box with his sister car in the box before him. Wow. The crew had to push him back and is now manually moving the car. Zero engine power coming out of that Aston Martin into its box. It's still on completely the wrong angle, but at least now it's within its 20-foot mandated space to do work. Ah, uh, yeah. Understood. Thank you, Shea. There goes Philip. No sound. All of them are electric. Right, so now worked out that all the GTP cars are at least rolling out of their pit boxes on electric power and then they fire up effectively bump starting the cars for those of you who understand that terminology further down the pit lane the sounds of Daytona 2023 the roar before the Rolex 24 we're live trackside and IMSA's 2023 season, such a big season, is underway. It has been for just over 45 minutes. A couple of red flags. Most recent interview for Yu Kanemura in the number 87 LMP3. Just to spin and continue for the fast MD racing car. That was a wee while ago. A110GE. 
Morgana. Morgan, should I say. Is there going to be any video via IMSA Radio this weekend? I know video on radio often don't go together. Um, but IMSAradio.com will have will have the streaming international video this weekend and Tim is working hard right now up in London to get all of the uh, sessions which have that for you I'm pretty certain this weekend that it well I know it's going to be the WeatherTech qualifying on Sunday and as it's qualifying that will be available in the US without any blocks or breaks via imsa.tv and imsaradio.com with the IMSA Radio commentary we share down in the pit lane we get to hear the first ever GTP pole sitter and see presumably as well and we're working on getting VP fuels VP racing fuels sports car challenge for you as well we'll let you know what's happening with that in terms of live free streaming video but we've got an awful lot of audio coverage a huge amount of interviews to come as well so whether you're here in the US or further afield stay tuned to RS2 the home of IMSA Radio and uh, make sure you get all the atmosphere from here at the Raw Before the Rolex 24 is anybody else being added so we've not seen at the moment for anything ah Julian Andlauer actually has just completed a couple of laps in the number 91 Porsche 911 GT3R uh, Jan Halen I don't think has done anything meaningful in the number 16 the right motorsport car The 023 Ferrari 296 G. Actually, while I do this, I'm just uh, I'll bring you back in here because you can see some of these cars while I'm looking at the screen. Yeah. So, uh, Julian Andler, as I've said, has done um, a few laps now in the 91, but I mean, it's a handful for Kelly Moss with Riley. And, and welcome to Kelly Moss Racing uh, to the big show. Jan Halen and the 16 Wright Motorsport car. What do we know about that one, the Porsche? I did see that one in uh, the pit box earlier on doing a lot of setup changes. So for Wright, that's not a panic. Um, as for Triarcy, I have seen them do several out and ins, and including driving in the wrong lane on more than one occasion, spending way too much time in the transition lane. But enough of what people aren't doing on track. Ross Gunn, you've just gotten out of the Aston Martin, the heart of racing, number 23. You were out on track. What were the conditions like? Was it very green yeah very green it's very greasy and uh, pretty low grip for everybody i could even see some of the gtp cars that were lapping us were really struggling for grip in some ways so um yeah there was a little bit of oil down as well from a previous session so that made things a bit interesting but it's great to be back at daytona and um i'm sure the track will grip up a lot over the the next few days how does it feel for you to be approaching another season of imsa with alex Roberis? Uh, it feels amazing. This is, for me, my favourite championship. And uh, to get to do it in a GTD Pro car with a, a great team like the Heart of Racing and in the Aston Martin Vantage, it's just um, a massive privilege for me. And, um, yeah, it's so exciting to be back, to see a lot of familiar faces again. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have a good year. 
you guys have won a lot of big endurance races together as an organization, Petit Le Mans back in 20, uh, 2021. We've got Watkins Glen last year, Long Beach for you and Alex. That was a big one too. But Daytona, Sebring, they're still eluding you. What is it about this race that's so difficult to win? Uh, I mean, you need a lot of things to win a 24-hour race, and that's what makes them so special. Um, you need a lot of luck, obviously, but you need to have pace at the right time, and you need to have a good, you know, everybody working collectively together, and, and it's it's very tricky. You know, the the great teams win this race, obviously, and that's what Heart of Racing it wants to kind of achieve next is the the big the big 24-hour races and the 12-hour races. We came, uh, we won uh, Petit, and obviously Roman had his title success last year. So for sure, the next uh, thing is to win Daytona. That put a giant smile on your face, talking about Roman winning the GTD championship. It doesn't matter if one of the cars wins, it will be a victory for both of you? No, I mean, we're, we're a team, so if one car wins, it's, it's great. And, um, you know, he's done a, an incredible job the past few years. It's been great to see him, like, grow into the team and also grow into Aston Martin and IMSA. And uh, I was very happy to see him win. Obviously, personally, you're, you, you would like to be a champion as well, but hopefully one day that will come. We're working hard towards that. You got one. You got the sprint championship. That still counts. Yeah, I know it does, but we want the main one as well. <laughs> well, good luck this weekend in the Roar Learn and all that you can and hope the traffic's not too bad for you. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Appreciate Adam with Ross Gunn down there, especially for Aston Martin fans around the world and here at the track. 33 minutes still to go in picture-perfect conditions. 104 Fahrenheit, that's 39 Celsius on the track. 23 Celsius, 73 in the air. Which is warm enough. Penalty... You'll be happy with this year, are you? I'm very happy with this. Uh, should I still be living in Florida, I might have another jacket on. But, you know, I've got long sleeve shirt on, but it's rolled up. So it's okay. all right. It, it's very pleasant weather. And it's actually warmed up quite a bit since the start of the session, believe it or not, because the sun has exposed a lot more of the pit lane than it did at the beginning, where uh, most of the pit boxes were still in shade. Yes, good point. Very good point. Uh, Pit lane speed violation, just a warning at this stage, three kilometres for the number 85. And that is the JDC LMP3 car. That's Till Bechtelsheimer, who I had a quick chat with this morning in, uh, in breakfast. Uh, Till saying, I said, how, how, many, uh, how many laps have you had in the car, Till? Uh, none. Oh, how many laps have you had in the prototype, Till? Uh, none. So, so avoid your discovery when uh, Till gets in that car. That's Mason Felipe who's brought that car into the pit lane. They're sitting seventh at the moment. Give you another in-session rundown. It's Colin Brown at the top now for Acura. Don't forget, by the way, our colleagues at Alcamel provide IMSA timing and scoring and, uh, it's all on the web so what I'm seeing here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre you can pick off on the web as well there's also a car locator it's uh, NBC colleague Brian Till likes to call it the dancing ants it's there as well uh, livetiming.alcamel is where you need to be and if I could get the right mouse 
tell you the rest of that, but you'll find it via uh, IMSA and uh, IMSA.com. Pretty easy to get to. Uh, results.imsa.com, Shea says, is the easiest way. And uh, you'll get everything that's happened as well as a link directly to the live timing. And uh, so much information on that. We've had to add some extra screens this year. So Colin Brown leads by just over a tenth of a second from the Porsche 963 of Matt Campbell. That's the number seven car. Then it's uh, another Acura. This time it's the Conington Minolta number 10 of Louis Delatraz. He's about, uh, well, well, another tenth and a half behind. All these gaps under two tenths of a second with Nick Yellowly making it three of the four GTP manufacturers in the top four with the number 25 car. Best of the Cadillacs is seventh. Scott Dixon and Earl Bamba latest in those cars and they're a little way away from the pace which slightly surprised me at the moment. I thought those cars looked uh, most together at uh, the test after Petit Le Warning for the 0-1 car going through the pit lane a wee bit quick. That's Corey Lewis in the BMW M4 GT3. Uh, just one click over. LMP2, it's the uh, number 18 of Ryan DL, Aero Motorsport car that is quickest by a full second. And then it is... It would help if I was looking in the right place. Not by a full second at all. By uh, less than half a tenth over Alex Quinn in the number 52 PR1 Matheson Motorsport. Then the eight car is third in that category, which is the Tower Motorsport car. Scott McLaughlin out in that car. He's a bit of a superstar lineup there uh, with Joseph Newgarden as well. I think chat with those. In fact, they'll be in Shea's preview later on because, uh, strangely enough, they went directly to Shea rather than uh, stopping at the old bloke with the microphone. Uh, but had a good chat with them as well. Both in very good form. In LMP3, let's quickly do this now. We'll go down uh, for an update. It's Performance Tech and the number 38 car that's quickest. John DeAngelis uh, latest in that car ahead of Lance Wilsey, the number 33 Sean Creech Motorsport, the Stars and Stripes machine. And AWA's number 17, the car that was a little hot under the collar earlier on, is in third. Wayne Boyd behind the wheel of that one. In GTD, still that time from earlier on by uh, Andy Lally in the uh, number 44 Aston keeps their Magnus Racing team ahead of all the G of the early part the GTD Pro category uh, headed by another Aston Martin that is the number 23 of Heart of Racing team it was Ross Gunn's time but we've now got Alex Riberas in that car and the 64 in third is Ted Giovannis, Matt Plum, Hugh Plum and Owen Trinkler uh, and they are still in third uh, and the rest of the GTD is Acura NSX number 93. Now that car is not full season entry, but we're hoping to see it for the whole of the endurance season. It's Racers Edge. That's the Ashton Harrison, Danny Formal, Kyle Marcelli, and Ryan Briscoe car. They're in second from Russell Ward in the number 57. That, of course, is the AMG. That hasn't changed from last year, thank goodness. The TechMet First Horizon car that he shares with Phil Ellis and Lucas R with Indy Donchi back in that car as well. Has a bit of history 
with that squad. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. We That's an update. update. Sorry, Shea, go ahead. We've just missed the Rick Ware Racing oh, LMP2 car uh, launching into life. No, 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 it's fine because it's good that it launched into life. The crew has been working on the rear suspension of that car for quite some time now, but it is back and it is Devlin DeFrancesco, race winner last year in the LMP2 uh, with Dragon Speed alongside Eric Lux, who's his teammate in this car as well. They have fixed the car now. Uh, Devlin's out for a shakedown lap. Now, the right motorsport update. John, you asked about that car. I said it looked like setup changes, but as I was walking further back up the pit lane, there was a bit more freneticness around the engine compartment of the car, so the rear, not a good thing. Checked in with Bobby V, the genius behind right motorsport strategy calls. He said my two least favorite words put together, electrical gremlin. They aren't getting full throttle, so I told him that Jan Halen, driver of the car on the shakedown lap, just needed to push it a little bit harder. He <laughs> laughed. Uh, so, yes, right to dealing with new car issues right now. And I have to say, Will Turner, I need to come find you and check on you because your two cars are running around together. It's beautiful for, for pictures, but I'm sure his blood pressure is spiked, John. That's a lot of pressure on the line with both the cars there. Uh, yes. Can we have a little more space between them, please? Yes. yes. Thank you, Shit. Uh, we've got 26 minutes still to go uh, I know that the responsible adult is uh, listening and, uh, lots of appreciation for all the hard work over the Christmas and New Year coming on on at IMSA Radio what a busy time it's been since we last spoke to you in race terms from Petit Le Mans and Already two midweek motorsports under our belts this year. One from Dubai, one from Daytona. We'll be at Daytona again in this very booth next week. That's over on uh, RadioLamont.com. You can get the archive there. Parker Thompson's story of his winter. Very interesting. Here was our big interview in the first show of the year. Just over a week ago. And he's here as a Lexus driver this weekend. And then on Wednesday of this week, uh, Nick Damon with a bit of F1 news. And then special guest, unexpectedly special guest, John DeGeese jumped in on Wednesday for us as well to cast his practiced eye from Sports Car 365 over some Sports Car news. And Shea Adam, basically, it wasn't meant to be like this. Um, Basically, we went through, I think, about a month's IMSA-only news. Um, we were supposed to get Krillzy on in the second hour, and we just got carried away and went through every headline we could find. Was it only a month? It, it felt like it was about six months' worth of news. Um, I've now wandered up towards the uh, Kelly Moss with Riley end of the pit lane. You mentioned that Julian Anlauer has only done a couple of out and in laps. Well, he's back in again, and they too are in the engine compartment of this Porsche. So the number 91 having some issues as well. I'll check in with uh, Lauren Elkins and see what the issue is she would know from a Porsche perspective. But in the meantime, can I do a quick interview, John? Of course you can. Always. Interview. Listen, the listener, as much as they like listening to you particularly and me, not quite. <laughs> as much they'd far rather listen to drivers or team personnel so crack them up as much as you can well there's a, a man whose name we've said a lot on imsa radio over the years associated with porsche but i don't know that we've ever actually put a microphone under his nose so if i may be so rude as to interrupt you alan metney welcome to the big show welcome to a full season of gtd how excited are you that this week is finally underway oh this is great i've been waiting for this for a lot of years this is going to be a blast 
This new Porsche seems like the platform to have. Everyone's gone out and tried to acquire one, but you were lucky enough to get one. What's it like to have a full season ahead of you with Kai Von Berlo? It is, it is an awesome car, and this is a great team. Kai is a great teammate. I'm really looking forward to doing this together. Do you feel a big difference between this car and the cup car that you've known so well for the last couple of years? Well, I haven't driven it, and I haven't sat in it in my gear, so we'll see. Ask me in about an hour. This is truly initiation by fire, then, going out with multi-class cars on track? Yeah, that's, uh, that's how it worked out, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Well, I will come back to you then, for sure, after you've had some laughs. Alan, welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. Great. Thank you. Great character, Alan, actually. Um, being part of the Porsche, what is now Porsche Carrera Cup North America, formerly Cup Challenge North America for quite some time, and always happy to take the race to the guys at the front. He'd be the first to admit he's not in the first flush of youth, but my goodness me, he pedals a Porsche well. At 107.9 around the circuit, FM 107.9, as we have a red flag. Uh, now that's the third red flag. And why have we got a red flag? We have a quick skim around the circuit. It is the Corvette that has stopped, I think. Just about see it over towards the Le Mans chicane, I think. And Shea Adam has news for Alan Bentley fans. Uh, he is getting into his car for the first time. Uh, the red flag came out, and immediately they ran over to him and said, put your helmet on. John, I don't think I've ever seen someone put their helmet on quite as fast. <laughs> Clearly, Alan Bentley is excited to get behind the wheel of his new baby. Uh, just make sure he, he put his uh, he managed to put his earplugs in and everything else, because there's <laughs> nothing worse than getting yourself in. Oh, oh, no, I didn't put my radio earpieces in. I think he might have forgotten those on purpose so that he won't be able to hear when they tell him to come in. That's a fair point. Well made. Beautifully presented, Miss Adam. Ah, it's the Corvette, John. It is the Corvette, yeah. Oh. I, I thought it was the Corvette. I saw a flash of yellow, the safety team already out there. And it is indeed turn number eight, so just on the uh, far side of the circuit, through the palm trees as, <laughs> as I'm looking uh, at it. Quite a, quite a tropical look to it, to be honest. And the well, driver is out of that car. It was Jordan Taylor uh, who has the I always think Tiffany Dell helmet with the white stripe and down the side, but bright orange. Um, but as Tiff not racing uh, here this weekend, I bet he's listening though. Hello, Tiff. Um, it is rather like Warren Hughes had an orange helmet with a white stripe like that as well. Tiffany Dell's orange helmet story is great actually because he used to do powerboat racing and everybody in powerboat racing has to have a, an orange helmet. So when he came to motor race, so you can see them bobbing around in the water, you see, if they've fallen out. Um, and he kept it when he came to racing all those years ago. Seems like five minutes, though, Tiff. Um, not suggesting anything else. Shea is uh, on the way down to Corvette Racing. The new car will be being unveiled publicly for the first time tomorrow. We've seen some 
sneaky turtle video from down at Sebring. And the Porsche Cayenne intervention vehicle from AMR is already there. So Jordan trading a mid-engine V8 for a front-engine SUV, a front-engine V8 SUV. And he'll get a lift back to the pit area whilst his car is recovered. Now, suge suggesting, Shea, there's something a little bit more than it just having lost fire there because I think they're waiting for it. They are. Here comes the flatbed. That, that's going to go on the rollback. What's gone wrong with the number three Corvette? Still not sure. Still walking down. But just thinking back to Roars in the past, Corvette Racing had a fire on one car, and then that one went on to win it in 2015. They had a fire on one car, causing a red flag, needing rollback is my point more so, uh, that uh, then caused red flag. 2016? Yeah. Yeah, they won that one too. Um, I think they caused a red flag in 2021 and went on to win that Rolex. So... It's not the worst thing in the world. It's, it's not the worst omen for Corvette racing fans. Losing time on track, but that isn't a new car, of course. No, but the uh, BOP is very different, John. Uh, th exactly the point I was about to make, sure. Yes, thank you. Uh, it is um, all of this track time uh, at the Raw and the innovation, relatively recent innovation, of pulling the Raw to the weekend before the Rolex 24, I think unanimously... Um, uh, unanimously applauded by the the teams in uh, in all of the categories uh, and in all of the series um, they get here they set up they're ready for race week and it does mean that all of the data that they collect here is far relevant to the race now as we've said florida weather you know wait 15 minutes it can change you can have a completely uh, different season yes that is true uh, however it is less time for the track to change, and if there's no rain in between Sunday and when we're back on track next Thursday, then you know you're going to have a little bit of continuity. And uh, also, it does mean that you don't have to break everything down, pack it up, take it home, and then come back again for the sake of a couple of uh, extra days in Daytona. And there'll be plenty to do in the early part of next week, including our fan festival. At one Daytona, right behind the main grandstand on the the uh, other side of the street. And once again, we will have a selection of cars for you on Wednesday evening. Just putting together the driver guest list at the moment. Uh, but I heard Sebastian Bourdais. No, maybe not. Okay. We'll get that to you in terms of uh, which drivers are going to be coming over on uh, Wednesday evening. My uh, traditional bit of stand-up on the stage and chatting with the drivers. There'll be pit-stop demonstrations, an opportunity to get close to cars from all the IMSA series. And that is Wednesday at One Daytona. All the details over at One Daytona and indeed on the IMSA website. Another stoppage, I'm afraid, as Corvette number three is being towed very gently with the winch onto the rollback with the help of some aluminium ramps to make sure that the approach angle is not too steep. Real care being taken by our recovery services. And just to remind if you're here on, on the uh, grounds, 107.9 FM, 
is how you listen to us. We'll find out if there's uh, any local radio stations uh, affiliated uh, to this area who are taking uh, some of the broadcast. 107.9 is every time we're on the PA, basically. So you'll be able to listen around the track uh, in your uh, ears or perhaps if you're going back to your car or your RV. And, of course, for the 24 hours itself, in, what, just over a week's time, flag-to-flag coverage on Sirius XM, as we have had for many years now with Radio Show Limited and IMSA Radio, um, reflecting what we do with the Le Mans 24 hours uh, in June, and that's going to be a big one this year as well. If you can't get to that, you can follow the Le Mans 24 hours here in the US on Sirius XM for the whole of the race. Uh, and, of course, on RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels, the sister channel, if you will, to IMSA Radio. It's a couple of minutes away yet from uh, getting us back to green. Let's uh, pop back down to the pit lane, at least in audio form, where Shea Adam is enjoying the sunshine. Shea, I'm going to shout out a couple of cars that we've still not seen out, uh, including the... uh, Number 23 Porsche still hasn't really turned any uh, meaningful laps. People Durrani, the 31 Whelan Cadillac, the Ferrari 296 of Risi Competizione, and Trent Hinman in the. Uh, sorry, the sixth. Sorry, I was giving you class positions there. My apologies. You'd work that out. Jan Hill in the 16 Porsche, uh, uh, and uh, the 31 Cadillac, Whelan Engineering, the 62. Uh, Risi Competizione 296, brand new car for this They're year. They're back in the garage, And John. the number 77, Trent Hinman, that's the Vault Racing Porsche, isn't it? That's another new 992. What can you tell us about any of those, yeah? Uh Well, I can tell you that Risi's back in the garage and have been for quite some time. Their pit box is sitting vacant. Not a single lap turned by them in this session. Huh, do you want me to walk back that direction? I probably uh, can. Might uh, do in a moment, yeah, when okay. we get things underway. Good I'll, call. Uh, I'll walk down that direction in general then and wait. Um, I'm not entirely sure how quickly the Corvette is going to be pulled onto the rollback because it seems as if it's potentially missing a wheel. They oh. have no idea what happened, um, but that would be why the car was being so tentatively loaded onto the flatbed. Well, it's not a left-hand side wheel, I don't think, because I can see the rear wheel. I'm pretty certain I saw the front wheel. So it must be a right-hand side wheel. If I'm wrong, it was because a palm tree was in the way, and I'm blaming that. I always blame the palm trees. Yeah. Um, we've got Whelan looking like they're about ready to go back out. They've got a, uh, what looks like a battery cable actually plugged into the passenger side of the car. That would be the right-hand door. Um, but that car hasn't turned very many laps. Remember, they were shielding people from the sun. I believe that's the Cadillac that's turned the most laps in testing, though, I want to say. Uh, they were definitely the one that did the most laps in testing when we were here just about a month ago for the GTP test. Um, so they probably have a pretty good read on their car as it is right now, but it has been people behind the wheel the whole time, and I think that was still his helmet as I walked by just a couple moments ago. And uh, I sitting in that car on the pit lane all the time they've been working on it. Yeah, I think people would live in the car if he could. I mean, if they didn't make him get out in between sessions because they needed to do a dry weight of the car, I don't think that he would get out of the car, to be quite honest. Um, But we've got doors shutting again, so I think it's not too much terribly longer before we get back to green. And I will head off to Reese because it's not that far down the garages. Shea Adam patrolling the pit lane for us. We'll add Joe Bradley and Nick Damon next week. And indeed, five of our on-air team that were at Dubai a week ago will be joining us 
for our race week. We'll add uh, Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones, uh, as well as the, the two I've mentioned. And uh, they are all looking forward to this. There's been more than a dizzy frisson of excitement over the start of this season with uh, new cars and new drivers at Dubai, including the debut of uh, Valentino Rossi as a BMW driver. And don't rule out seeing him for, at the very least, a test in one of the new BMW M Hybrid V8s. He equipped himself very nicely as a GT driver last weekend for Vincent Vosser's Belgian team, WRT. They were first and third, Rossi's car in the third position. Corvette is on the rollback, and I was right, two left-hand wheels are attached, so if there is an errant wheel and Michelin tyre, it has come from the right-hand side of that car. Decent game, a touch football going on on the infield as well over the uh, far side. That young man can throw a decent spiral. Meantime, a big weekend of football as well, of course. Cheer, uh, Adam, before I get... Uh, onto NFL and uh, football because it's, uh, it's plenty going on. Plus, I've got a big soccer match on Sunday, which falls perfectly after we finish here. Uh, Risi Competizione, back in the garage, uh, Adam? Yeah, this car is um, quite short, John, I have to say, and not in a bad way. Uh, just seeing the new 296 uh, in person, it is so beautiful, and the taillights of this car in particular stand out, but they have removed the rear bodywork of the Ferrari, and the engine is very much up toward the middle, so it is a mid-engine Ferrari. I can confirm that now, um, but the fact that I can see it is not a good thing. They've taken off a lot of bodywork. They've got a battery plugged in, an external battery, and there is work going on in the footwell of the car so this will not be resuming this session they'll sh they should be out for the second practice session i don't think it's that much of an emergency because there's only two crew members actively working on the car ah but the garage right next to them that would be corvette and they're about to get their car back yeah just coming in to the pit lane and making a hard left turn oh, hang on that's a well it must be if it was a wheel missing she i think it must have been the right front because uh, oh, hang on, I'll get another chance to have a look at it as it turns right into the back of the paddock here. It's a bit of a swing. Uh, ah, the truck driver's going to reverse in, I think. Smart. No, 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 he's not. No? So I, I... I'll be able to tell you in a second, John. As soon as it uh, comes in, I'll wait by the Corvette garage. I, I see four wheels and tyres, but the right rear shear is at somewhat of a jaunty angle. So it may have lost its nut, and uh, Jordan pulled the car up. It was Jordan Taylor, wasn't it, who was yes. behind the wheel? Pulled the car up before any further damage was done. If so, that's excellent. Otherwise, it's right rear suspension uh, for my money on that one. I'll have a further look, and I'll let you know. Green flag for the final eight minutes. Let's hope that we get no further stoppages. The clock has not stopped running for any of these red flag interventions being as this is a practice session the option to stop the clock normally only in the qualifiers and it is a slightly different form of qualifying on Sunday we'll talk you through that when we get to it quick fire sessions live here in the US in sound and vision all free on imsa.tv and imsaradio.com as all of the qualifying sessions will be this season for those of you of course here in the US wanting to watch the race next week 
Well, that's with our colleagues on NBC and NBC Sports and Peacock as well. Pick up the slack there. I would give you the announced team, but it would be like me reading out my football team on, for Sunday. It is absolutely star-studded. All the usual names there, plus a few special guests. So if you're in the US, it's NBC outside of the US. And uh, no network TV deal, then IMSA.tv, IMSAradio.com for sound and vision. No blocks, uh, no breaks. As long as there's uh, no network TV deal in your territory uninterrupted flag to flag of the race plus more coverage of the lead up to the race and the other categories and series than any other broadcaster that's all starting from Wednesday next week with Midweek Motorsport live from the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre 3pm Eastern 8 in the UK 6 minutes to go I'll tell you what I, I hope you can hear this at home through our effects mics and again thanks to our tech team on site there are distinctively different engine notes going under my feet here even between the GTPs we've, we've had that for quite a long time and we, we revel in it don't we in, in the GTs the GT Daytonas there is a difference between a V10 Lamborghini and the, uh, the V8s and the flat sixes. But the GTPs, the uh, GTPs, you've got the quite high revving Acura. It's the highest revving car, just over 9,500 revs. It's a turbocharged V6. And then you've got the eight cylinder cars split between turbocharged and non turbocharged two German manufacturers with turbocharged engines and the Cadillac with a larger capacity normally aspirated engine the downshifts on the Cadillac are something akin to a 25 pounder firing a salute marvellous to hear as I say I hope you're picking up some of those differences when we get possibly quiet a point in one of the sessions well, uh, as they come past us we'll get Shea to throw the pit mic on as well so that we can identify them for you as they go through at IMSA Radio last four and a half minutes coming up Shea's 2023 season preview with a plethora of drivers spoken to yesterday P2 cars going through by the way just in case you would oh my goodness me close running across the tri-oval that was the Conington Minolta Cadillac Philippe Albuquerque go between two other category cars under four minutes to go now Shea Adam it's not just my old ears that are a bit 
sort of funny. There are different sounds out there, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Everything that comes by sounds different. And even when you have two LMP3s running together or two LMP2s, they sound a little bit different. Even though it's the same engine, the same exhaust, they're homologated to be the, basically the same race car. It's just where they are on track and the effects of the bouncing noise. And believe me, it's completely different night to day. So it will sound different at 2 a.m. as well to 2 p.m. I haven't had the chance to isolate a, a new GT3R, a 992 car, and hear that as it goes through. Let's see, what have we got coming through now? P2 and P2, and then Lamborghini. LMP2, LMP2, Lamborghini. Ferrari. Ferrari. That 296 is quiet. Then the bright yellow LMP2. And another one. Here's another P2, that Gibson V8. 2P3, slightly lower rumble to Here's the P3. Here's the Porsche, John, on the pit limiter. Hang on. Porsche on the pit limiter. That's the flat Porsche. Very quiet. Also seeing one or two teams calling it a day with a couple of minutes to go. Pushing cars back, including Magnus Racing dark blue Lamborghini, number 44. The Southwest funding car. 42. It's dark blue on your side, John. It's light blue oh, on mine. Oh, it is. The, it's the 42. That's the NTE car. This is the car that needs to be viewed from above, isn't it? Because it's dark blue one side, light blue the other. It's great for confusing race control. <laughs> yeah, that'll confuse the witnesses of any uh, incidents. Into the pit lane, the number 57, first Horizon, Tecumet. Windward car in red, white, and blue. That was an accurate. Here's a Lexus. Lexus. See, they're all different. They are different. It's great, isn't it? Oh, it's mega. Here's Mercedes and then Ferrari. Aston Martin. This is blue Cadillac going past you, coming down the end of the pit there. Well, fire up, I think. The 0-2 is the blue Cadillac. That's a very pretty blue colour. That, that just rumbled, didn't it? That was a low rumble as it went past you. It had fired up quite a ways before, uh, so that was a quick fire up for the Cadillac. Shit, shit. 2023's underway. 2023's underway. We made it. Under a minute to go. Share some quick first thoughts from you. Still quite clearly, teams, using this. I think we saw... Everybody except that Risi Competizione car turn a lap. And in fact, Trent Hinman's just gone out in the Vault Racing Porsche. So everybody's done at least one lap, even if it's just a round and back. But quite clearly, still people with work to do. Yeah, a lot of new cars, a lot of growing pains has to be expected. And I mean that across almost all of the classes, save for LMP2 and LMP3. I'm really impressed that even though we've had red flags in the session, we've been able to resume things at a very quick pace. But that goes to the uh, track services, both of IMSA and of Daytona International Speedway. And I'm really optimistic after this session. We still have all of our race cars. As Tawny's waving the checkered flag, one down, what, five more to go this weekend? Yeah, don't, hold your breath just a little bit, Shea, because we've got a traffic jam <gasps> going through turn six under the high banks. All classes in there. Lots of prototypes fighting their way through. See the uh, 
Eo Porsche just at the the back of that in the uh, swap shop colours. The original swap shop car is here. Posted some video of that last night. Gunnar Jeanette behind the wheel of that car. So we'll wait just a moment. I'll tell you how it is at the moment. It is uh, MSR number 60 Acura on top of the pile by a tenth and a half from Porsche number 963. The team... A Porsche Team Penske number 7 car then it's the 10 Acura from Wayne Taylor Andretti Autosport and making up the top 4 is a BMW, it's the 25 then the number 6 963 then the second of the BMWs and then the 02 and 01 Chip Ganassi machines in LMP2, Nico Lapierre's just taking the chequered flag for the number 52 PR1 Matheson Motorsport, they'll sit top of the pile by a couple of tenths. In LMP3, it is the number 38 Performance Tech car, they've been there quite a while again, about a tenth and a half there. And in GTD, that early lap set by Ross Good, still good enough to keep the, uh, sorry, uh, the 44 Magnus car on top of the pile. That was an Andy Lally lap. Roscombe, top of the GTD Pro drivers, uh, but second place in GTD, if you see what I mean. And of 61 cars, I reckon 60 have turned at least a couple of laps, even if it's been out and back in again. Just the Ferrari of uh, Risi Competizioni, who have got no lap time. On the board, Shea Adam was down in the pits. It was John Hindhoff up here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Stay tuned, RS2. Shea's preview of 2023 with all your favourite drivers comes next. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.